Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey y'all, I know Fly on the Wallin is about to start. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I just wanted to remind you that if you are in New York City on October 25th, you need to come see me and Ben on our first ever show. Fly on the Wallin is going live. It's the podcast on steroids and it's coming to a stage in New York. So buy your tickets ASAP before they sell out. And now let's get started with the show. <laughs> There. Our house is a construction zone. Dangerous, loud. Proceed with caution. I'm your neighborhood friendly black girl, Amber. And I'm Bulldozer Ben, and I'm ready to plow through everyone. Everyone on, yeah. on the construction site. On the construction site. There's probably a lot of Get some work, workmen's comp for everybody. The, so, so, to be clear, when you plow people, they need workmen's comp. Oh, yeah, because they won't be able to walk when I'm done with them. Shit, Ben. Well, okay. Welcome to Fly on the Wallet. <laughs> Contrary to that opener, this show is not about plowing to the point where you can't walk side to side. This show is the show where we share our stories of dating, parenting, and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. Before we jump into the show... This camera, this camera's on me, right? I want to extend a hearty, hearty thank you. Thank you to, to all those of you. <laughs> oh, I just trip, tripped on my damn tongue. Thank you to all those of you who support us on Patreon for $1, $2, hell, even $5 a month. If you would like to join the Patreon, a.k.a. the Country Club, you can find that link in the episode notes. And also, I, I have to read a couple of Apple Podcast reviews. Yeah, Are you ready please. for this? Yeah. We officially, been we reached a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's been a long time coming. So I, shout out to those of you who were with us when it was Fly on the Wallin and then who were with us when it was sci, the Sci-Fi Sci and are now with us in our new iteration, Fly on the Wallin. And I just got to read a couple of these. I just please. said that. Yes, here we go. We got one from She Boo Bryn. Love, love, love this podcast. Amber and Ben, and of course, Baby Wild. They're so relatable and so real. This one is from, y'all got these long names. Ebet Clue Broadcast Days, maybe? Hey, Wallen fam, long time listener, first time reviewer. It's always a pleasure tuning into the podcast and hearing your thoughts on relationships and new and sharing new experiences with people who listen. I'm inspired to express myself in many ways when I see how you're navigating. Um, can I do like two more? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, I love the Wallens. KT12, the balance of funny and realness between these folks keep me coming back weekly. Thank you for sharing your life with us. And then I have one more from Lindsay Victoria. It says, scene, growing up as the white black girl who loved books and all things theater i see amber in myself i love how real she is and how she and ben are so open to their everyday struggles and triumphs they have even taught me how to communicate better with my husband love this podcast yay that's great i i mean you know i, I think it's it's no shocker that i was called a white black girl many times because of my interests it's not fair but have you ever been called a black white boy yeah i was gonna say it just doesn't work the same way you know? i know because you like I basketball have not been I, yeah, I guess I have been called the N word before, and in 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 a endearing way. Huh? 
Yeah, like story oh, time. Go. Yeah, that I was I was really hot shooting threes, and the guy was like, "That white N word can shoot." Good job. Wow. So even it's the one fun. time you've been called the N word, it was a term of endearment. Yes. I love that for you. Yeah. Have you? I mean, I feel like most times when you're called the N word by your, you know, friends or sister or whatever, right, it's like a term of endear- endearment. Right. But why then do you just automatically get that? It's not fair. It's you, not have, fair. Have you? You've got. Have you gotten the N word in a derogatory term like many times, or just maybe one or two? Probably one or two. Yeah. Or I feel like somebody has said black in a derogatory uh, way yeah. more times than they've said the N-word. Okay. Because the N-word is like, this is so clear. Whereas a teacher could be like, my black students are the loudest in the class. I don't know what's going on. Especially those black girls over there. It's like... Mm. Yeah, that's mean. Might as well, at that point, just say the N-word. Because that's that's what you said in your head. <laughs> but you censored it to say black. But what you me- you meant to say those people over there. Right insert so everybody loves you what's that like what's it like to be guys it's really hard sometimes because it puts a lot of responsibility on me to always perform well because i'm like okay now i really have to make sure that i live up to the expectation because i don't see myself as perfect as everyone else does and so i think you do i don't i i present that i do but deep down i have deep rooted insecurities like what so many like will i ever finish writing a book will mm. i ever uh be a good father you know will you don't I... think you're you you ask yourself will you be a good father the, yeah especially when wild's older when wild mm. comes to us with like a, you know a very traumatic event or i have to deal with some bullshit teacher or i have to deal with a situation someone you know you mentioned before that you went to go get your oil change once and it was like two fifty. You called your dad. And your <laughs> I dad's like, I like, think they're ripping me off, daddy. <laughs> it's two. It's two hundred fifty dollars for an oil change, and he's like, I'll be right there. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So I hopefully I can step step up and you know perform that way. Like right now, it's very easy to perform for a, a child. Oh, she's obsessed there. with you. We shared that video last week. Again, a video. I was like, ah, oh, this is just a cute, and and it's and it's gone crazy. Yeah, she's done it again, folks. Another I, viral, another world tour. I have a lot of problem with people posting those kinds of content. It's like you're not comforting your child. You're taking the time to film your child having a meltdown instead of comforting them. I think oh, is that why it's up. going viral? I haven't dug too far in the comments. No, I know people do viral things. Like I'm going to break an egg on my kid's head, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Or do something and just film my kid having a meltdown. But I think you were filming anyway. I and was. Then, and then And then you saw her crying, and then you just flipped to her. And then she came and you immediately started comforting her. So you you were fine. I think it was just funny the Rihanna song just juxtaposed with, you. you know, the her sort of breaking out. It was it was traumatic for her because that's the thing, little kids have big feelings. They do. And that feeling of separation and anxiety, that's how you feel when you don't get the ramen bowl the night that you want it. You it, know what I mean? It it's a is. very similar emotion that's going through their head. I like a little tantrum. Well, thankfully, you got me the ramen bowl. Ben and I went to get ramen last night, and you, you, we didn't film any of this. And then we went to um, we went to a bar in L.A. just to have a, one drink um, because Ben's parents were in town. 
and I wrote some jokes. I wrote some I jokes about spit uh, out my drink. It was so funny. I wrote some jokes about this hard thing that I was going through a couple months ago, and which I'm not going to spoil because I want y'all to come see. You it have when to go I buy her stand up. Game. Yeah, you have to buy um, her stand up ticket. I wrote some jokes, and I feel like Ben is my toughest critic, so I just wanted to test out the jokes on him, and he just like. Full I was spit take laugh so hard. And I wasn't drunk or anything. I, I didn't I hadn't even finished one drink by that time. I was just on the floor. I couldn't I actually had to spit out my drink. I literally spit out my drink. We were outside, so I didn't get it on the nice floor. Right. That you know, because I really respect people who provide food service, so bartenders, waiters. So you didn't spit boys. on anyone. They so were I didn't not spit in the, on the So they didn't have to they wouldn't have to come and like clean it up, right? So I was respectful. I would have like held my nose and had to swallow it if we were inside because I slobbered over your joke. It was so funny and so unexpected because I didn't think you would go that route of dark humor. It's very it was dark. Guys, this this was fucked up comedy <laughs> and it was all based on her personal experience and it was just beautiful i can't I, wait to share oh it's so good and i'm gonna write more write more write more memorize it memorize it, memorize it and then maybe i'll hit an open mic i'll be brave no you're to... not gonna do an open mic you're gonna go straight to uh performing you no, should do no, no, you'll no, be you on a set you no no no, no people no. respond to because every time it's like the internet every time i think like okay this the hoes gonna love this like me with my fucking quill that's not the thing that they sometimes respond to. They responded to this other thing that I was like, I thought this was a, a throwaway joke. I thought this was like a throwaway video. No, no, no. You're not doing open mics. You're you're I, past I the stage to. of open mic. I, I feel like, no, every stand-up has to hit the open mic scene. I've done open mics before. It's just been a while. No, not at this point. Amber Amber should not be doing open mics. Why? She is, because open That's mics how you are get it for- out the mud. Open mics are for people who don't have a following of like fans. You already have fans, right? People are listening. To I this know, but that doesn't mean the jokes you. are funny. But they're fans because you say funny shit. Like you are a hundred percent. Skip the the bullshit of an open mic because you know who are at other open mics, other comedians, and right. those other comedians are not network, listening. It's not jokes. No, yeah. you don't need no. Well, we'll see. I'm we'll... gonna. I'm. I'm her pseudo manager in some ways so we're gonna get you on a set list you'll be part of a group of four f comedians you'll do something at a comedy club around town you would be great and then just I'll talk post to my friend it. about it yeah, yeah i have i have many friends that do stand up in town and they all have it. said that you can go to a comedy club and be on a set list you should i not... know but sometimes i like to just test out it's it's like rough drafts you're like let me just what's test this out. what's this insecure if you were a white man you would not think about testing it out you would just know that your your jokes were funny yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be a white man and i don't i don't want to be up there telling not so funny jokes but everybody's like uh you're white. yeah I but i i, I can i was your t i was your open mic amber baby let me be your open mic i was your open mic and you were hilarious like what is what is this with you thinking that you need to test out a joke when you know it's funny it's like you gotta test out it's like a a, a chemist in a lab you gotta test it out before you patent it and sell it to people. No. That's a part of the creative process. I'm an artist. Next man. question. I'm an artist, man. Anyway, so your your folks were in town this weekend. Um, you wrote here, everyone is susceptible to influence cosmic coffee oh, on Mount Wilson. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, so influence. Go, go ha yeah, so Hashtag influence. Sorry. Can you explain The first what? segment of our God, show is about host. our lives as creatives, content creators online, a.k.a. influencers. And so we talk about 
happenings on the internet and being influenced. So take it away. I pride myself in not being addicted to my phone, which is changing. I'm slowly developing an addiction. But I pride myself of not really knowing a lot of the trends. You know, Amber has to keep me up on the trends because usually I'm, if I have downtime, I'm not really scrolling through my phone. I'm reading a book or I'm playing video games. That's true. Because I am more about the long storytelling type of thing. Except I was susceptible and I was influenced and it happened this week. Oh, Oh, what influenced you? I saw clothes? something. Please say clothes. I saw something online, and I said, "I want to do that," and it it felt like what probably a lot of people experience when they're sitting in upstate New York, outside of Albany, in a suburb, scrolling through their phone late at night because they have to wake up. They're a kid; they got to wake up, go to school. It's snow outside, and you see something, and you're like, wow, I want to do that thing. And you feel the need to do that because your life is so miserable at that time. And that is 100%. That biographical scenario is 100% my scenario. So if I had social media going up, I think I would have been way more influenced to do things, buy certain products, buy video games, or whatever. So We had our own form of it. Yeah. You know, like, like when like MTV. Kevin McAllister had the talk oh, man, the talk the boy. Talk boy yes. and so and then everybody bought one of those. It wasn't like, a ubiquitous ubiquitous. Like you had to sit down and watch a movie to see something, some yeah. sort of branded content. But you were still consuming media you that, were, that made you go buy the thing. You were, but not in the like the gut wrenching constant way that it is now. Right. Where you're like for sure. bam, 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 bam. Like, I want that, I want this. Anyway, so I was online and I saw this beautiful lookout. It was like an an hour away from LA. See this beautiful scenery on top of Mount Wilson. And I saw that and we went there as a trip and it was incredible. Mount Wilson has an observatory. Amber, you told me to find a trail that was accessible. Yes, I did. Yep. Would you want to explain just why you want to make sure things that are accessible? Yes, because sometimes, so I already don't love hiking, right? I've been doing a little bit more work in the gym so that I have better stamina, but. You hate God's creation. Continue. I don't love hiking because sometimes you don't also consider we have a baby. It's not Mm -hmm. just you and I anymore. So it's, it's, it's me carrying my own weight and then navigating which one of us is going to carry wild up the mountainside as well. carried that weight? You carried wild on your back. Like and Jesus then, Christ car- carrying the cross, okay. bearing the cross. And your back was uh, hurting. You had to stop a couple times because she's heavy. Yeah. And then Ben doesn't also consider sometimes like, so his dad loves to hike and things like that. But your mom, she is kind of like me and she likes to, you know, we like to, we like to eat snacks and watch TV. So she's not wild about hiking up a mountain and then y'all go so fast leaving this poor woman behind so me and her just bringing up the caboose did we leave her behind this no you did not we did not i made sure y'all didn't though Mm -hmm. i I hung back with her we we literally had the perfect hiking experience i was influenced to go here there was a cafe on top of this mountain amber drove i realized i did drive you drove up this windy road you see Almost like the Emerald City, you see L.A. sitting out in the distance. On some clouds. Yeah, If you are in L.A., you have to go. It's like 50 minutes. Yes. And then going back was 30 minutes. You you just fly downhill. You're like 5,000 feet in the air. It's fantastic. Over 5,000. It was fantastic. I will say that the lookout at Mount Wilson, beautiful. 
the observatories, they're pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, like, it was like, oh, check out this exhibit. It was just some stars on a wall. It was cool to see them sort of in the sky, see the, the dome, you know. It was fine. I don't think, did we have any problems? Like, usually we're like, did you get enough water? I think everything was packed. No, everything was great. We all used the bathroom. We all used the bathroom. <laughs> That's always my thing. I'm like, where am I going to pee if I get all the way up this mountain? It was a really good time. I just, mountains just don't do it for me. They're beautiful, but I'm a, I'm a beach girl. I'm a tropical rainforest. What, what are you river looking for nature to do for you? Like, what does a nature owe to you? I just want to like mountains are so quiet. I don't thrive in very quiet places, so a jungle excites me more because I can hear like the birds and maybe something in the background. Why and does people, quiet bother you? I just I I feel silenced. When we go to the mountains, I feel like you like to go to the mountains because it forces me to be quiet. Mm, so you're reflecting. Uh, this sounds like uh, let's sort of work this out a little bit. OK, so we got we you, got a little bit. Of you time. think your voice is not valued, is not valued by me. And so I like the silence of the mountains. So therefore, that means I don't like your voice. Correct. That sounds a little bit like an egomaniac. Like Maybe. you, you assume because of what I like, it means that I don't like you, right? I no, I just say mountains don't do it for me. I know some like you get a hard on looking at a mountainside. I could take it or leave it. It's just like a bunch of dead trees I, on a. I don't get a and hard. Danger. I'm not sexually aroused by yeah, looking you are. out a mountain. No, this is not Evil Dead. I don't want to have sex with a tree. I think you do. I don't. I don't. This is not I feel like something you're in front of a, a judge right now. I don't. I Listen, don't. maybe a woodpecker, but not a tree. Not a tree. Uh, oh my gosh, man. I would no. I don't want to have sex with. I don't want to have sex with any. I. I like. What do you the, love? What do you love about the freshness of the air? I like There's a beach. A, I like the smell. sound of waves. I like the sensory experience of the sand and the sun kissing but me. And the sand smell of gets fish. in all the. I mean, I like that too. But I do have a problem with sand. But regardless. I like the smell of the trees. You get, you know, con conifers, conifers, conifers. Coniferous like the, trees? No, no. That means that they eat. No, it's conifers. They're kind of like pine cone kind of tree. And you hear the knock knock of the, of the woodpeckers. You can potentially see a bear, like just these beautiful The potential creatures. of seeing a bear excites you. Yeah, it's thrilling. I mean, they're not going to bother you. I don't believe that. So a bear has never mauled a human being? Yeah, well, some bears, but for the most part, you're more likely to drown going to the beach. See, that's just not my... I, I like that you like to explore. I think I've been pushed to redefine how we take vacation and things like that. But I just... That's, that's not relaxing for me. I would never think, oh my God, my family's coming to town. Let's go on a hike. But we're different. Yeah, I was thinking your your father. I remember one time I had your father hike from like one block to the next block to get like a fancy beef sandwich in Chicago, and they were not having it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "What? what why? Why are we going away why from the stadium? Why are we walking away? It was like Wrigley. <laughs> we're in Wrigleyville, and we walk a block away to get this fancy Al's beef, and he threw a little fit. He did. I was like, "Oh, Amber has come a long way." <laughs> No, uh, 
Yeah. But my parents were in town. Yes. Uh, I got influenced. Yeah, we should talk about parenting. Yeah. So they were here. You know, my parents, they always just, they make me feel like I'm such a good parent, you know? Not to say. Why, really, why, why do they make you feel that they way? Tell, they say like, oh, man, like you, you're providing all these experiences for Wild. You know, yeah. I took her to, we went to the L.A. River and gymnastics, swim lessons. My dad gave her swim lessons. He really struggled. <laughs> he, he did. He did. Well. We were just watching him try to. Grandparents are so like, be careful. It's okay. And I'm yeah. just like, no, just let her jump yeah. in the pool. And then you just pick her up. He's like, I can't do it. Yeah, I was like, let her let her fall, and let her be underwater for about two seconds. One, two, and he's like, ah, that's too scary for me. I'm, it's okay. Like to, I they uh, took her to gymnastics, and th- they do circle time in gymnastics, and uh, my dad was trying to make her sit down. I'm like, no, you can let her run around. It's okay, you know. Like this idea of it's circle time, so we have to follow that. No, they're kids; they might yeah. not be able to sit down. And so, He's at like, one this point, is she was so squirming. LA. I'm like, just I mean, they're she's freaking 16 months old. Like, she can't sit down for an hour. Yeah, but he he said, oh, I I have to learn this. My father just like I have to learn this. But we we had a great time, um, just talking about parenting and every time my parents come they always talk about how bad they were as parents growing up and they're so hard on themselves it's like it was a different time your mom's not like that she's like i was great and all your faults are your fault yes that's correct (laughs) we had two very different parents so you you know your dad's like i didn't i didn't have any problems i i was great i'm like blink 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 okay my dad's like you know i just i just really feel like you know god God really looked out for you because I I wasn't always doing that for you. (laughs) My dad is so, he's a pastor, so he's so Christian. So we went out to go see him. Everything we do, he gives it Uh, up to G-O-D, which is beautiful. It's good. Sometimes it'll be like. He has an imagination. Gary, it's a napkin. Relax. (laughs) they they we, give you napkins at restaurants. We, like, uh, Look at this. We went to go Thank see God. the new Mission Impossible movie. You know, he's like a big Tom Cruise fan. And uh which is weird because Tom Cruise is like a Scientologist and uh, you know. Anyway, so we go Our parents' generation do a good job of like, well yeah, that has nothing to do with his work. Our generation's like My parents growing up, they they thought, no, you, you couldn't. What do you mean you couldn't? You couldn't support someone if they were not a Christian. So my dad... Oh, not a Christian. Got yeah. you. I see. I, I think I'm just saying like... So no no, no movies that weren't Christian produced. Yeah, they've come no a music. long way. Yeah, they've come a long... So we go see this movie and at the end he's like, you know, I feel like as a Christian we also have a mission that sometimes seems impossible. <laughs> <laughs> did you? How did you keep a straight face when he said that? I'm not bashing well, people out there that are Christian but he, he can be a little corny with I each mean, other. I was so like... Funny. I, I, you know, I'm like, I, I had a different takeaway, you know, I, I just, <laughs> I thought maybe they were commenting about how governments are obsessed with, you know, military spending. And maybe if we spent money on other things, we could solve the world's problems like hunger and, you know, how, homelessness or houselessness, I should say. And uh, he's, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, we have to share the love of Christ to everybody. And that's our mission. And that's how they get homes. And that's how they get they're homeless because they haven't prayed hard enough. No, my dad wouldn't say that, but I would make fun of him and yes. and roast him for that. Your dad is like classic youth pastor 
like who takes the the smallest thing and makes it into a message. And he's so funny. He so I love your father, but he's so unaware of how the world works outside of just like his identity, mm. you know. <laughs> so you remember when your mom shared like this is it one of the crazy things to blast him. Oh, about. by the way, what section are we on? We're on like imperfect the pa- parenting. Imperfect. Par- Did you explain that where we talk about parenting? Uh, I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, so, we're talking about parenting specifically the bad parts of parenting. The, Go on. Yes, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not segueing well, but at one point your dad. So your mom shared that she went to the Barbie movie, and she enjoyed it, and she was like, there were all different kinds of Barbies and stuff like that. And I, I chimed in. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the movie and, like, loved Barbies growing up. And your, and your dad goes, did they have black Barbies when you were a kid? Like, is, are, did those exist? I was like, yes, Gary. Those <laughs> exist. He's I mean, like, oh, I, I wouldn't know. I've, he's like, I've never seen I, one. I, I never, never bought, bought one. A bla- I, I never, never bought, bought a black Barbie. I was like, yeah, they yeah. do. He's like, Wow. <laughs> discovered in that moment that black barbies exist and i was like i just want to shake him sometimes and be like other shit exists outside of you but he doesn't know like if your whole bubble has been like white christian people yeah he kind of asks like little questions like that all the time he's like do black people do this and i'm like yes (sighs) he's just curious he's curious and 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 unaware ignorantly racist sometimes He's nice though. He's such a sweet. He's a, he's well, the thing is, he he asks questions. My dad's a is a seeker of he truth. Is. He is, and uh, as a Christian, you constantly need to be seeking truth uh, through whatever means. And so uh, he he'll just he'll ask funny things. But he had ramen for the first time. Yes, and he's like, how do, he, how he's do like, I is this a this? new thing? Is this a new thing? No, it's I'm been like, around for. I'm like it's just Quite soup and noodles, like it. But it was so. Just I guess far the pork from... belly was sort of weird oh, for yeah, him to see the up. way the way it's cut. I mean, he he ate it, he enjoyed it. Uh, my mom is a little bit more adventurous in terms yeah. of food. It's so fun because every time, I I should I should preface I grew up hating my parents, just to preface that. And so I think there was a point where I I cared very deeply for my parents, and then. Uh, Maybe high school, I started despising them. College, I was like, these people are the dumbest fucking people in the world. They are, mm. you know, uh, ignorant. At this point, I, I became, uh, they're Pentecostal Christians. So I became more of a, a, like a liberal Christian, you could say, like Episcopalian and uh, more high church, which is like incense, praying to Mary, that kind of thing. And they were low church, which is, you know, guitars. Uh, no statues, no, you know, guitars. Yeah, so okay. like playing guitar. Where I was into church, me- like organ music, and you know, having a choir and sort of think of Handel and violins and that. So I went to high church. They were low church, and now uh, I think they're absolutely fantastic. And I think it's so funny how we go through these ebbs and flows yes. of my of parenting, and I think they were pretty good parents considering you know spending a lot of time with uh as a teacher with lots of parents who i think uh should yeah uh never have kids and yet had Mm. quite a few of them yeah they're they're very hard on themselves like they like every mistake of yours your mother just owns like she's like i should have taught him how to do that better i'm like he is fine he is grown 
things like she had never go. the skill to to have taught me. You know, She's like, like ah, I should have introduced them to ramen. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's just ramen noodles. Yeah, and they are delicious. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder what season of Wild's Life she'll hate us. Oh God! It has it. It happens to everybody. Yeah. Well, you start to see your parents. And there's some point where you start to see them as humans and they have their own flaws. Uh, some people can never unsee that, right? So I've, I'm going through a process of unseeing my parents as like flawed humans, which makes them, I used to think they're flawed, therefore they have nothing of value to share mm. with me. You know, I love my in-laws. That's what makes me so yeah. sad. I'm glad you're coming to that realization. Now that's just a part of growing up. Yeah, it it is sometimes hard, though, because my parents do believe things that I think are the dumbest beliefs. Yeah. They believe things that make not Not just Christianity as a whole, not just but Christian. just some things. So there yeah. are certain, like, political beliefs that they have that I think are just weird. You yeah. Know, they don't make any sense. And I talked uh, to your mom this weekend what spiritual bypassing means. Oh, Remember yeah. I talked about that. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's what my dad, what what my husband does sometimes. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, where where you're like, we're not going to have this conversation because God told, God me. told me this, yeah. or a scripture verse affirms what I'm thinking. Like, no, let's actually think about this logically. And spiritual bypassing was a big part of how I how I grew up. I only recently learned what that term meant. For it's those a, of you listening at home, I was talking to term. Dr. Martin, Dr. Raquel Martin, PhD. Yeah, where essentially people just use their spiritual beliefs to you know, gaslight you and control you and things like that. So you, you share something about yourself and then your parent goes like, well, that's not a part of God's plan. Well, mm -hmm. I, I talked to God and God told me that you're going through a phase or whatever it is. And you're just like, right. So that's just the end of the discussion. Like God told you this thing. So now I don't like, you, you don't see my humanity or whatever. So I think your mom was realizing how many times, like, it, it wasn't shaking her faith, obviously, but it definitely made her see, like, these are the ways in which I've been uh, manipulated a little bit by my pastor or or maybe other people in my life. I think it is very misleading because you use scripture that is the inspired word of God that these people believe, Christians believe, as a means for your own selfish attainment. Right. Right. And that I, f I find so fascinating. Like... Because you can't really argue with God, but the thing is, you're just using Scripture yeah. for your own your own ends, and it's hard if you believe that the Word of God is the inspired Word of God, then it's hard to combat that spiritual bypassing with someone. I see Christians Christians doing that all the time, using that as an excuse maybe to make a poor financial or a, you know inconsiderate financial decision or jumping into a relationship that maybe they shouldn't or ending a relationship that maybe they shouldn't and be ending because yeah. some random verse from the Bible that's, I mean, that's taken like, out of context. That's like all televangelists do. Yeah. Like to make you, or we were talking to Jessica Rose a couple episodes later where a, a couple episodes before where she talked about at one point how her church was trying to say like, thank God we were given stimulus checks to give back into the church and, and things like God. that. Nuts. Crazy. Yeah. That's, and, and, I, I, it's a delicate dance of like listening to your faith and using that as a blueprint for your life, but also like making your own decisions and having your own autonomy. And that's scary for some people. It is scary to be like, I have to like solely make this decision on my own. I'd rather rely on my husband or my church or, or whatever. Yeah. My parents uh, are, they're very Christian. And so uh, they do buy lots of Christian things for uh, wild. 
Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. They have yeah, like this. My mom was so proud. She got this like little, oh, we should have hung it up. But basically it's this little picture of like a little black girl and s- saying like, I am beautiful. And below it has all these Christian verses. Right. So these positive affirmations, but there's Christian verses on each one. I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll hang that up. Good. Because I feel I'm like not, early I'm not Amber really, Ben, you would have like ripped it up in front bur- of her. And I would have burnt I'm that like, shit. Man, it's not that. Not real. early Amber Ben. Not, no, 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 no. No, I would say I definitely. I feel like year one or two, Ambin, you would have definitely. Maybe I would have been a, a little uh, cruel. Aggressive. In that sense. Yeah. I, I, I've i since learned to not be so uh, averted by that. Because in my mind, I want my, the way I raise my child, I want to be inclusive as much as possible to as many ideas as possible. And growing up, everything was just Christian. So it's funny, like, I'll let my parents teach wild about christ and their form of christianity um but i would also like i just got a book on um ramadan that i'm gonna read, gonna read to wild right and other religious beliefs and yeah. so i'll read those my parents would never ever though have read taught me any other religious belief i grew up very up. christian too but it wasn't like it, it was not like ben's experience at all like, we weren't homeschooled. Like, my mom let us watch Harry Potter. Like, yeah. she kind of didn't, or both of my parents didn't really fall into, like, I'm the, so ch- the like, panic that you're, like, the, your your parents sort of bought into, like, you know. Satanic the, panic. The satanic panic and, and that philosophy. Or, like, I'm sure they would have, like, hated if you played Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. my parents were like, go to public school. I don't care if you listen to rap CDs or rated R movies. Just as long as you in church on Sunday, I'm cool. I'm very comfortable saying I grew up in a cult. Uh, and some someone might say it was a conservative right wing evangelical fringe movement. Very <laughs> bitch, strange. that was a cult. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, a cult is a cult. Uh, my parents have have now you know, sort of moved away from that those stuff. Um, but yeah, like weird stuff involving. Um, like oh, you told me about like the Christian flags, Christian flags, but also like gold dust. You look up like Christians, gold dust, religious barking. You got, oh man, religious barking. Oh, Amber, you have to, you have to yes. give us a demo. So part of there was these movements that were happening in the uh, sort of early nineties. <laughs> they called them revivals, but really it was these religious ecstatic experiences, and they stressed a form of um. Uh, religious fervor that involved barking and rolling on the floor. Barking uh, Holy for laughter. Yeah, man. Oh, Lord. Okay. Mm. Kid, you, are we going to get a demo? It's so embarrassing because I used to think that that was God, you know, because the Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways. Uh, I want to hear I, you. I think, like, when you understand this you context, you're like, wow, okay, I understand why Ben was maybe a little mean to his parents. I'm not going to religious bark. It's like, (gasps) (laughs) 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 oh, Jesus, Lord. (laughs) Can we take a break? Can we take a break? (laughs) I have to pee. Um, Wait, I have to pee. Did you really? Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Literally rolling on the floor. Wait, wait. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back. <laughs> We're back. I, I do. So, yeah, this was part of it was the Toronto blessing. You can go ahead, Google it on um, YouTube and sort of see what was happening there. My father was part of that movement. Regardless, uh, I not, do not bark like a Christian. Not not who let the Christians out. Lord. Have mercy. Yeah. I'm going to end, though, because I was really bitter. I was like very jealous of Wild because my dad played her Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Had Wild listen to it. I remember. And I was so upset because I was like, Dad, you would never have let me listen to Led Zeppelin. I remember one time I got a Led Zeppelin CD ROM from the library, from Emma Clark Library, and I downloaded it onto our Dell computer, Windows 2000 XP, and you were really angry. Like this is this music worships the devil, and I had to like delete it. Did you confront him this weekend about? I that? did. I was like, Dad, like you've. I changed. remember hearing you say it, but I was like, Oh, let me you get out grew- of this conversation. Yeah, Amber gets so uncomfortable <laughs> when I bring up a potentially, you know. Uh, yes, like, because I I told you why. I, yeah, I yeah. just don't. Sure, you don't want them to say something like I hate black people and I've been keeping it secret this whole time. Yes, well, which I, they I know never. And I know they're not going to say that, but I but I feel like something. Something absurd, because I know how you can escalate people sometimes. Push their buttons. Yes, something absurd could potentially be said, and then I'm like, "Well, great, now I'm never gonna forget this." So yeah, I sort of lead. Yes, I sort of lead to logical conclusions. So there are certain conservative Christian beliefs where I'm saying, "Okay, if you believe that, then you also believe B." Which will lead you to see, which if you follow this down the line, it's going to lead you to believe a very harmful belief, which people have used to, you know, encourage certain harmful behaviors throughout U.S. history, whether it be incarceration rates, etc. So I was very proud of my dad playing this secular demon music for my child. (laughs) It is a great song. And then they were we listened to the Carpenters. My parents were sharing all this other like non-christian music it was they so were. weird i was like wait you we're, we're know? pushing them yeah they're like hippie so, dippy <laughs> hippie dippy kid it, with his black wife yeah and <laughs> i think that's what kids they're supposed to do allow, allow them to push yeah it's, you're not scary you're great you look you were like trying to end our date they like watch wild and like i want to get back and hang out with your parents i, I was do. like dang i love watching movies with your mother yeah my mom is my mom is a very vocal watcher so she'll be talking and like oh 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 no he shouldn't do that oh like, she, it's very she talks black at her. the tv you know what else your mom 
Ben's mom will say this and then we'll get on to our relationship later. Ben's mom is kind of a comedian. She's very like funny. she's got some good jabs in there. Like Dang. she will make oh, a yeah. she made like a dark humor joke um at the house. I'm sure you've heard it before about some some other things, but she's so like fun. She's like, it took me for years to say the word penis. <laughs> I would say peewee and and I just she's like I, I couldn't just, say she's penis. Like, I just can't say penis. I don't know why. <laughs> as, as she's saying it, it's so funny. Well, yeah, it was the sex averse Christian society subculture that my parents were part of for a very long time, and it's taken them what you know seventy years to grow out of it. So, did they do the religious barking, or were they like, okay, this is a little too much? They wouldn't. They wouldn't have knocked it <laughs> if it happened at the church. Okay, I'm, you can know. you can you like? Cause you're kind of like a metalhead and a mosh pit kind of guy. Like, did you kind of enjoy the barking part? I love that shit. <laughs> I was speaking. I was rolling on the fl- floor and laughter, <laughs> Holy Spirit. I just was fun. It was ecstatic. It was like this is uh, my emotions like, are built up, about. and oh. they don't call it emotions. They call it the Holy Spirit. So they actually don't give you the right <laughs> correct terms for your emotional. Because you know, I've seen ecstasy. footage of you as a kid. Something yeah. tells me you would have loved oh, I rolling on the floor. Down religious, for the Holy Spirit. Religious barking. Coming on me. and controlling my actions. <laughs> Levitate me, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. So, my we parents are on. great. They're fantastic. And I hope to keep pushing them. I hope to have wild push us. You know? I will never forget you spiritually barking for Christ in this room today. This is why I married you. This is why I do life with you. And I'm I'm very excited to continue learning about other religious uh, exercises and modalities that y'all did. Prof, prophetic circles. I've, ta- I've talked to you about those. You what like, do you do in a prophetic circle? You, you wait for God to download some sort of image in your head to give to someone who's sitting in the middle of a circle. Like tell them like go sell your car for Christ and give the money to the church or something crazy like that. And do people do it? Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's sad. Prophetic circles. Okay, what was the gold dust? That's the last thing I want to talk about. So, the gold dust was a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and it was this phenomenon that's that was occurring in certain um, for a small fee Pentecostal churches. So there's a there's actually the church near here called Bethel. That does a lot. Of, does a lot of that. Uh, I mean, I can. Bethel is a homophobic, transphobic um, church of wickedness. I would say, but they're a Christian Pentecostal movement, and uh, they do really weird things. I mean, they're all. I think the whole thing is just scammy. There's, yeah. Did you look yeah. up Gold Dust? I did. Yeah, Gold Dust, Holy Spirit, the Jesus Generation. Yeah. Wow, this is a money-making venture. It is. I. <laughs> it's big money in this. There dust. is money. This is why these things do well. So, we're gonna move on to the relationship, the I do's and don'ts of relationships. Gold dust might heal your relationship. You never know. Question number one. Hey, Amber and Ben, my boyfriend is extremely sensitive. We've been together for six months, and we have spent the last three weeks basically living together at my place. He does have his own apartment. And at first, this was fine, but after a while, I just started to need space, and I also wanted time to miss him. Well, I told him that. 
I told him I needed a few days to reset my apartment, deep clean, do some self-care, and he took it extremely personally. He made a comment about how if if slash when we move in together, we won't be able to have extra space and I'm being selfish. I believe his feelings are hurt because I can go a day or two without him. But instead of admitting that, he says passive things like, just let me know when you're ready to be in my presence again. Or That's certified. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be around nobody who don't want to be around me. Any help? Yeah. So this is something Amber and I have dealt with in the past. And a big part of it is maturing. Yeah, because I'd be wanting to-, to be in your skin. Yeah, so there's a level of maturity and realize, no, this has nothing to do with you. This is about my desire to have time for myself to recharge and send him videos on the difference between introverts and extroverts. Send, you know, make it very clear, like, dude, it could be you. It could be the hottest dude on earth, and I'd still want my alone time. It has nothing to do with the the actual relationship that y'all have and if he's super sensitive about it he's immature he needs to grow up and amber is it was is it was immature in that area i was i was i was i i i I need so much fucking space right now it's crazy so i totally yeah you you know i was laughing i know why you're laughing why because you've literally have You'll be like, I need a break off from you for a day. I do, but I was laughing about something else. Because didn't you just say send him a video? Oh, yeah. I was laughing about that. (laughs) I forgot. Mm -hmm. You want me to say anything about videos? No. (laughs) We'll pass videos. Man, you don't want to talk about videos? I'm okay. Man, I be trying to send you videos sometimes. Amber will send me a video. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. What if someone (laughs) hacks your phone? And they get you. I want it to feel freaky, though. I'm, like, terrified of that type of shit. I like it. <laughs> it's nice. I'm also terrified. I'm going to, like, open up. It's like, there's Amber's titties, and I'm on a train or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to say something so funny. If you want me to cut this later, we can. So me and Ben, me and ben made a video recently. <laughs> of you know fun time <laughs> less than 24 hours ago <laughs> less than 24 hours ago and we watched it back and it was so bad it looked the so... angles were so oh horrible. my god this looks like some <laughs> national and geographic shit <laughs> this was not brazers was at like, all. that looks like the fucking national geographic because we were being intimate but then we were also trying to get a little bit like, ooh, let's let's record it. And it was so bad. Next time I'll get the tripod and the whole thing. But I was just laughing because you like, we, we look like fucking stars. animal planet. <laughs> it was so bad. I'll show a friend of mine. I thought I was killing it. <laughs> the only thing I was killing it felt was good. like it was great. <laughs> any hope of a OnlyFans. Oh yeah, we that video was be- is deleted. So if you have any requests for it, no, it's. I gone. didn't delete it. Oh, talk about the one with the bad angles. Yeah, I kept it. It's funny to me. It looked like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> but to this question, um, yeah, I, you know what? As the person who's been the extremely sensitive partner. Just put your foot down on it because we say stupid shit all the time. Like the 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 drama of like, just let me know when you're ready to be in my presence like, again. We're looking for you to be you, like, 
like, oh, <laughs> like well, we say this, that, and then we look your way to person, be like, did he hear me say that? This person's looking to manipulate you. And Amber, when you say shit like that, you're looking to manipulate. It's a power Maybe. game. It's immature. You need, need He needs to grow the fuck up in the same way that you need to learn to grow the fuck up. I've gotten better about you being have. that sensitive. Yeah, for sure. But there's still times when I'm like, I... I want to read a book. And you're like, you don't love me. And I'm like. You don't. And because usually it's because you drank caffeine or an alcoholic drink. I get horny. I mean, or stressed you know, out. You know you get horny after you drink too. Yeah. No. I, well, I'm sometimes it has to do with uh, just watching a movie. I'll be like, hey, I don't really want to watch a movie tonight. I want to go upstairs and read a book. And you're like, you you take that as, I don't want to spend time with you. Right. No. That's what you said. <laughs> no. And this is something that Amber's had to learn is that, no, what I said was, I want to read a book. Uh, without me. I want to read a book. Without me in your presence. See, and this is the this is the shit I'm talking about. Is I, that that's as why I think y'all are going to make it forever. As an introvert and extrovert, the introvert has made their need know, known, and the introvert has to recognize that the introvert... <laughs> <A> introvert? <sighs> oh, my gosh. The introvert and extrovert dynamic. Who's the introvert in this dynamic? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I think it depends. There are times I'm like, I want to go out and explore and do stuff, and times you don't. But I need moments to recharge Yeah, but you know myself. there are times all the time where I'm like, a friend invites me to dinner, and you're like, can I come? Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I, I love, come? I love hanging well, out. Well, I want to hang out with you, too. I like What's hang- wrong with me hanging out with my wife, eating food? I'm like, That's she's fun. not bringing her person, Ben. That's so true. No. I don't consider me your person. I'm my own goddamn person. Yeah, you're my person. Hmm. That being said, you, the person in this letter, ignore this person because yeah. you're being a little bitch. Yeah, he'll get baby. over it because I get over it. When Ben tells me, like, no. No, you're gonna- I don't know if they get, get over it. Just... Just be like, you need to make it clear this is not about you. Yes. This is what I tell Amber. I'm like, this is not about you. You know what else is helpful? If you set the precedent in your relationship or a, a pattern, rather, of of the, regularly planning that time. Mm-hmm. So if you say, like, every Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to take the day to ourselves. So that way, because I think as as the person that's been the sensitive person, it sucks when I'm like, okay, I just finished editing these things. And I can go hang out with Ben. And then Ben's like, I don't want to hang out with you. And I'm like but I'm going to be busy the rest of the week. So I think it's really helpful if you're like, hey, how about you and I pick one day a week where we're going to do our own thing, and on that day we both have the understanding that we're going to do our own thing. I like that. That way he's not like caught off guard if he's been at work all day and then you don't want to hang out because that does suck when you're like, but I have this like finite amount of time and now you're not in the mood to hang out with me. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. So maybe what we really need is a little bit of consistency. And that's and that's when it becomes like it's not a him versus you thing. It's like we both deserve self-care. We both deserve our time. But if you say like, hey, I'm going to deep clean this apartment every two weeks. And, and when the, that deep clean happens, because we both deserve a clean space, I need you out of the space. And then I think I hope he would be a little less sensitive about it. Right. Yeah. Well, I think this is just a hangout situation no they said they've been together for six months she wants more time by herself to chill right and they've been living basically at her place for the last three weeks even though he has his own apartment so he could go back to his own apartment yeah but he's like i think he's all clinky on because he loves you girl yeah but you need some space making the need for space is so difficult especially with oh that was such a nice time we each had our own spots 
right? We'll never have that again. Ever. Well. Maybe if we have a. You'll have a, your floor and I'll have, have mine. My floor, maybe. <laughs> I, you got to have your own space, but some we don't have that now because we don't have that kind of money. No. But if you have We're that there. kind of money. Remember last show we talked about maybe me renting out one of those little rooms at the spot. Yeah, getting, getting a workspace <laughs> would be critical for you. You want to move on to letter number yeah. two? Dear Amber and Ben, this is an interesting one to me. Can you save a marriage if you got married for the wrong reasons? I'll be honest. I got married because I'm a control freak. I thought getting married would change my husband into the partner I needed him to be. In other words, I was waiting for him to be something he's not, and I wanted to change him. The marriage has been great for the most part, but I'm not in love with or as emotionally connected with him as I would like to be. We'd been married for five years in December. I mean, I watched Insecure, so she, like, stayed with him for all those years. Who? Issa. For the first season. Oh, Lawrence. Yeah, they, she stays with Lawrence. Yeah, but that's because, I mean, they started out wanting to be together, and then Lawrence, like, lacked ambition and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean. Like if you're she, wait, But she's waiting for him to change. Right. And she thinks if she stays with in in the show insecure if Issa stays with Lawrence in the show that Lawrence eventually will get his business plan together you know it's like I'm good the business plan that's like the whole bit for the right. entire first season and that's just that just doesn't happen yeah and so but if you're think, staying with someone hoping for them to change you know it's hard because you're like is it worth breaking up a marriage if I'm not in love with this person or I'm not emotionally connected with them I think it is definitely worth a conversation before breaking it off completely. I think if this was ever to happen with you and I, like let's say you were feeling this way, I would want you to tell me. I would want us to go to counseling about it and try to see if we could find some like, like there has to be something in this that reminds me why I fell for this person. Because I do think some relationships have like spells and ebbs and flows, but I it, it it's sad to hear like, we're about to be married for five years and I'm just not emotionally connected with this person or in love with them. Yeah. I mean, before you address that whole marital conflict, you might look at that control freak part of you. Mm -hmm. And she says that she's a control freak. Maybe address that issue and think about what you're trying to control and to what end you're doing that. Right. Right. Because if you can relinquish some control, maybe you can, allow yourself to be connected with this person or reconnect with this person. I think it's also worth if if the relationship has been in flux for a while, it's also worth reminding yourself like why you decided to be with this person. Why did you even want to change this person in the first place? Like mm-hmm. I know on days that are very hard for you and I, I really have to sit down and be like let me remind myself like what I loved about this person, what qualities I see in myself that I see in this person. And, and typically that brings me back and I'm like, oh, it's this, like, you know, it's, it's not like there's been very, very hard days, but on some days where we've had some trials, I've been kind of like, there has to be a reason why I married this person. There has to be something about this person that I love. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's so many, like all 200 of these things. Well, it sounds like this person knows the reason she got married was to control this other person. And now she's realizing that's why I did this. So I don't really like this person. It, it was just a 
way to to get gain some sort of power. And marriage marriages and divorces are super expensive. So maybe she can just force herself to fall in love with someone. You can like force yourself to fall in love with someone. People do it all the time, you know? Yeah, but you have to have some sort of like we're going to make a conscious effort to go on dates and mm-hmm. talk to, positively like, to each other and support each other and highlight each other. Divorce is expensive, you know, unless you like have someone else in mind. You're like, I've fallen. Because I don't believe in soulmates. They, for me, they don't exist. Right. You can fall in love with anybody given the right amount oh, of I'm time. I'm anybody. Yeah. You, we just connect. The stars aligned in that moment where we were able to connect with. And honestly, um, even if I did find someone who felt like a soulmate, and I fell in love with them. I wouldn't divorce you because that's expensive. And I also like hanging out with you a lot. <laughs> so I'm trying to be practical about this. Right. But yeah. Yeah. You ain't going nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. You can fall in love with somebody. I right can there. fall in love just with anyone. Sure. Because I'm just not going to. I'm just. I, the reality of the situation is we've built something together. Because even if you fall in love with someone, that six months of like honeymoon ends. And then you have to figure about like, does this person like to yellow mellow or brown flush it down? And you're like, okay, now I have to deal with this person. Or maybe this person likes honey wheat bread and you prefer a good old, you know, um, potato bread. And you're like, okay, which bread do we buy now? Mm-hmm. Or this person likes to cook, but you also like to cook, but they prefer, you know, using like a, unsalted butter but you pr- prefer salted butter there's these little things that you just hungry. don't listen if you don't talk consider about prefer. Right. so like falling in love with someone is fine but then you got to le- learn how to be a roommate with that person 5 years is that's no walk in the park that's a good amount of time i mean humans i think the average age is like 78 okay so 78 minus 5 is 72 years so i mean what is i mean that's a good chunk of time right Mm-hmm. Five years in the terms of humans are just so we live for such a short amount of time. So I I would consider like recognize that you don't love this person. I think they did. Right. <laughs> which you did. And now find a way to uh, manipulate the world around you so that you can fall in love with this person. So you know, you've fallen I, out of love with me I, and had to do this before? No. I've. Well, yeah, I think I've fallen out of love. Probably. At, at, at certain days, I am way out of love. Like, I'm, I've actually fallen into hate. And so I have to me manipulate too. the world <laughs> to fall into love, to fall in, uh, back into love with you. So here's my thing. I, I read a really I great did. article. I think we read this because you don't like giving blowjobs. And so I'll do it. Yeah, but you don't enjoy it. So we were reading no, about. I'll, I'll do, I enjoy. I enjoy that you enjoy it. But if right, you didn't but, enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I actually read this thing where you can actually train yourself to love a blowjob. Uh, what were some of the tips? So the tip was, this is you can make yourself do anything. Yeah, you can. You really can. So you. I like you, that you it give, turns you on. That's so, enough for, of a reason so, for me. So to do grab it. your your magic wand, your rose, your uh, what's that like that. Um, yeah, your ma- the magic wand. Grab your vibrator, whatever, and as you're giving head, yeah, you you make yourself orgasm. It's so much better that way. As you're and so the guzzle guzzle, guzzle w- combined with the orgasm of the pussy, or or if you're if you're if you don't like giving head, you're not a dude, being the sex expert. So jerk yourself off, come, and the moment of your orgasm, deep throat, and your brain can actually trick itself into thinking, the deep throat is pleasurable and gave me the orgasm right okay so talking about this person's situation you don't love this person 
but you can literally create a situation like find the say you love do, but I watching, love this thing you love yeah you love watching rom-coms so force this person to watch rom-coms with you or be like hey this would mean a lot if you watch rom-coms or you you love going hiking so go hiking with this person yeah i think it's worth a try but there is a a, a time in your relationship especially if you've been with somebody a long time that you're like we have to try new things together absolutely because we're gonna fucking hate each other because no human being wants to just keep living the same day over and over and over none some but but not me. Well, some people are comfortable like that. But yeah, yeah. not you and I. I feel yeah. like every time, I'm, I I think I had a moment this week where I was like, I, have, I feel like I haven't connected with you. In yeah, like, you said that. You're like, yeah, in like three or four days. Maybe it's, it's because your parents were here, and so we were just talking. But I was like, I feel like I've been talking at you all day, and I haven't had a conversation with you today. Yeah, I think the, you had some work stuff that came up. We, we have our life has gotten a little bit busier. Mm-hmm. We've had fa- family and friends you know like you know we back have friends yeah, yeah friends from chicago family from atl then my sister from salt lake city and then my family from new york now your family from atl and then i'm going to a bachelor party bachelorette yeah. party and then we're so going back to atl like, then we're going to a wedding and then i was business. like i don't think i've actually asked you how you were doing today mm-hmm. so you have to create some sort of environment where all you're doing is having fun and that that was me and you last night we went, we got a drink, um, and you told me some funny jokes, and all we did was have an emotional connection. All we did. That was, it was amazing. It was fantastic. And But the environment allowed us to do that. We were away from our child. My parents were able to watch our child. Yeah, and we, we were we, in a bar outside I, with our phones put away. We almost can't have like a powerful emotional connection with wild there. Yeah. Because she's she like the focal point. She sucks the energy out of the room. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's a she's well, a she's so cute. She's she an energy vampire. Watch oh uh, uh we're we're in the shadows. There's energy vampires and they just suck your like energy out of you. But be- because she's such a like did you did you pack the diaper bag? Yeah, I didn't. Did you did are we going to swim today? Are we going to gymnastics? So when she's removed, we are forced to sit with each other again, yeah. which is the problem people have when when their kids go to college or or move out they're like okay well we haven't had a conversation with each other in 30 years so so what are we going to talk about now yeah anyway speaking of what are we going to talk about now our last segment is called shelfie where we talk about books and movies that we have read and we speaking of doing fun things together and connecting on new experiences we saw a horror movie together which which movie did we sleep in uh, uh, talk to me and i watched it like this with my hands covered over my eyes, it was the scariest movie I've seen. Scary. Oh my god! And you know what? The body count is low. Spoiler alert! I should I should give. So not a lot of people are dying, but holy shit, is this movie scary? Very good. A twenty four. You know, once again, I don't know what the rules are about real talking about movies. Oh, uh, you're fine. Okay. They do real effects, so the gore that you see is actual, like you know fake blood type of stuff not no cgi right uh the it's a possession film and the ghosts that you see in it are like the makeup in is in it you know bulbous grossness oh yeah. like ben was so excited to see it and then he was hiding like oh in i my was such armpit a, the entire I film ha- it was so great i was like i, mm, I gotta tell great. you something i think you're gonna be mad but I, I couldn't watch this movie. So at one point, I had to get up and use the bathroom, and I read the entire synopsis in the bathroom. 
Why did you do that? I couldn't watch it. I needed to know who was going to die. I'm not mad about that. I was so scared, Amber. (laughs) I'm such a little pussy, but I'm your pussy. Yeah, you are. And it was so scary. I literally had to read the entire spoiler alert. The whole spoiler. I read everything. Oh, my gosh. Really? I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I was so... I, and I, I couldn't. Religious I literally came up for you. Well, yeah, because I actually believe what's happening on the screen is real. Got it. And the possession is so. He couldn't thug it out. What say you? But I, Go I see, was talk holding, to me. We also were in the worst movie theater I've ever been in. Agree. Like, tell 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 the folks, the good folks, why it was the worst movie theater. It's not even just because we're getting bougier by the day. Like we walked into the theater and. Red flag number one, the AC was broken. Yep. So we actually wore sweats. We wore (laughs) like cold and comfy comfy pants and comfy top so that when we walked in here, we were like completely cozy with a cool breeze. And so it was hot. So we were sweating during the film. And then you order food on this little tablet or whatever. They bring you the food and the food is horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I'm talking like rice crunchy. It, It was cafeteria food from high school. Cafeteria food. And they didn't even you know, warm it up in the microwave, in my opinion. And then it was just like, I don't know, like the lights weren't low enough at certain points. So I was like, why can I still see people? It it was just like some standard movie theater things. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was like a Thursday night and we were Mm -hmm. one of 10 people. We were two of 10 people in there. So I was like, these are red flags. It wasn't very clear how they designated the theater. What theater? So we're sitting down. I'm like, this is weird. Like the movie hasn't started yet and it's 8.30 it turned out we were in the wrong theater. Right, because, because the, it was unclear. Yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, uh, but we did have a good time. We did. And we had a good time analyzing the film. The film, because there's a deep message in this film, and it is about humans' inability to deal with tragedy and loss and how that affects us and how sometimes who we think... Um, the the connection we might have with someone might be deeper than it actually is, you know. And there's, I don't want to say more. I don't want to spoil it. Don't don't don't. It's there so are good. some. It, you like it's horror? About family. It. Yeah, it is so good. It's and so wild that you were so terrified by it because you love horror movies. Like every October, Ben like forces us to watch all these horror movies, mm-hmm. and so when you were acting like that, I was like, oh really? Interesting. I I the. The jump scares are phenomenal. Like the really opening good. scene just sets you up thinking, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. And I, it turns, it's a little bit like that kind of movie, like a slasher, horror, you know, type of thing. But I, I just can't. That opening sequence was um, so disturbing to me and so graphic and visceral. And it wasn't bloody. The opening sequence, they, everything's shown. In the shadows, there's like a violent scene where someone uh, inflicts self-harm and you only see the shadow of them doing it, but it's very sudden and the the sound in that film is so great. The leading girl was great too. Oh, phenomenal. I mean, it's one of the best movies I, I think I've seen this year. We see a lot of movies. It was um, it was up there. And then Ben, you're going to be leaving us soon. Um because you're going to be in Jacksonville. My family's coming here. Mm-hmm. We haven't been apart. 
in a minute. Like right, what, this will be the you. longest time I will be away from Wild. I've yes. never been away from Wild this long. You have for different things, but usually it's been uh, like a day. Yes. We spent, well, like, it's Wild away. and me because at least in Atlanta, she was away for a month mm. for a couple of days. But like you had me to hang out with, and then yeah. she came back the last day. But oh, that was the longest. I think that was the longest. But you're about to be doing Same your thing. own thing, partying yeah. in. In I'm Jacksonville, so I gotta for like get like three or four days. I, yeah, I need to get like a punk slutty um, outfit. So, oh yes, Ben has a friend who's getting married, so she's Ben is invited to the bachelorette party, yeah, bachelorette. which I think is fucking awesome. So, I need to style you for something. Mm-hmm. So, we need a punk look. Yeah, I'll send you. Uh, she she's super organized. She gave me the whole outlet. Uh, so yeah, so there's some casual stuff, but there's a punk slutty uh, look, and then there's a fancy dinner so something a little bit more fancier it is florida so it's gonna be very muggy so she uh my friend erica just broke down everything we needed it was so brilliant i was like oh, this is this is what amber would do ready to go so, shopping i'm ready to go shopping let's do it we're gonna go shopping yeah. right now right right now let me go get a taco and then go shopping yeah you know i always need a taco anyway thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of fly on the wild and podcast we got some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks and we look forward to y'all tuning in i'm trying sharing. to see if i can see your pussy uh your vagina i can't okay no you can't i can't okay unless you want to thank you so much for listening to another episode we'll see y'all next week for the show bye y'all <laughs> sorry Dude. <laughs> Sorry. You know I you're a little open time, there. Cause those laughs keep you coming. Cause they're wildin' all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem. Cause they're wildin' all the time. Don't swap why Amber squats and does a dance to please her plants. And Ben reads books while serving looks. Wild is wildin' all the time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.